Hey guys and girls, welcome, welcome to, to Single to Sealed. I'm Jerry, your host, and here with me is my co-host and wife, Brianna. As members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we have dedicated this podcast to helping fellow Christians navigate the treacherous waters of dating all the way to the winding roads of marriage. All are welcome in our podcast family, and we are so excited to have you here with us. Be sure to subscribe, follow, or favorite. Let's talk. Hello, Single to Sealed family. We are excited to be back with you guys for another podcast episode. Thank you so much for joining us wherever you may be, in your car, in your room. I don't know where else you could be listening to this. Um, at, and, you know, walking to class, whatever it may be. We're thankful that you're taking this time to listen to our podcast episode today. Uh, we want to especially give out like a shout out to all of the wonderful people that we have been having on our podcast and are excited to say that we have a couple really fun guests coming up again in the next few weeks and those are in the works so stay tuned for those and if you have questions or things or topics you would like us to cover on the podcast be sure to send those in via instagram we would love to cover any topics you feel like we have missed or you'd like us to delve deeper into today we're actually going to be talking about one of the questions that was sent in by one of our listeners and that question is should i have zero doubts before i get married before i tie the knot so we're going to talk a little bit about that today for today's podcast topic and we're excited to just dive right in right babe we are excited to dive in (laughs) and of course if you guys haven't had the opportunity yet make sure that you take the time to like and and leave a review on the podcast wherever it may be because you know we're going to tell you Mm-hmm. And we'll we'll read them in our in our episodes like we usually do too. So, if you want to be single to sealed famous for a brief few moments, send in a review. Yeah, get that shout out. <laughs> you know you want it. Okay, so back to today's topic, we're talking about doubts, especially and specifically when it comes to marriage. If you are engaged right now, or planning to be engaged soon, or plan on one day getting married, this is a topic that you want to tune into. Lots of people talk about having cold feet when it comes to getting married and how it's so normal. And honestly, having doubts about getting married is normal. I had doubts when I was going to get married to Jerry. I'm sure Jerry had his own doubts too. And, you know, those little things that creep in and make you pause for a second and say, ooh, like, can I do this? Can I commit to someone for forever? You know, is this is this right? And they make you delve deeper into why you want to get married and really basically make sure that it's the best decision for you. No, I definitely can attest to that. I was in my own situation of the different, you know, doubts or concerns that you have before you get married. Like Brianna said, it's a it's a big choice and it's perfectly natural to have those feelings. Yeah, and, and I think if you're having a lot of quote unquote doubts or concerns A really good episode to listen to would be our fears versus doubts episode that we did. And I'll link that in the description, the show notes. You can kind of go back and listen to that episode. It's really great. And I'll also link our episode on revelation and how to receive revelation when it it comes to someone you're dating and what is your revelation and what is your imagination and how to kind of discern those things. And I think the wording here isn't so important, but it is kind of important when it comes to this. And that's why I want to mention it a little bit that there's a big difference between doubts and fears as well. Um, Being afraid of different parts of commitment or afraid of possible and potential outcomes can give us those cold feet. 
in relationships. And it's important to recognize whether you're having fears or doubts because doubting is saying more like, um, like we talked about in that previous episode, like you're almost projecting that this is already going to happen when it hasn't. You're buying into a future that hasn't happened yet and very well may not happen. So kind of have that, you know, self-reflection and that chat with yourself about what, what are you having, fears or doubts? Yeah, and it's possible to still have faith in something while having fear. Mm-hmm, exactly. But you can't have faith in something and have doubts at the same time. I think that's where we get a little bit confused. Um, so basically, the reason why marriage can be kind of intense feeling is because it's a big commitment and it is a leap of faith. You are deciding to choose to believe in something that is is a perfect union made of imperfect people and people with free agency to make their own decisions and choices. And like you want your relationship to be sacred and beautiful and to last through the eternities, but that sacred and beautiful relationship depends on the full agency of someone else and the choices that they decide to make throughout the rest of their life that if you're married to them will affect you. So it is a big decision and it's it's okay to be a little bit afraid of that. I mean, you're not just afraid of the right now either. You know, you're scared of the future. Mm-hmm. You you can't plan for that. You can't. You don't know. You know, if your husband or wife somewhere down the line, you know, ten years down the line, falls into a drug problem, or some problem that they don't have now, and it's it's something you can't necessarily plan for. So you really have to focus on who they are now and try to support them with with who they are now and and love them and be able to evolve with them and support them in all in all the struggles and shortcomings so that you know any anything that comes your way you guys are able to work at it together yeah and so you can't be you know 100 percent prepared for everything that may come down the line but you can have a toolbox prepared already to help you along the path of marriage and make sure that your relationship has the highest chance of success. And that could mean many different things. That can mean going to premarital counseling and, you know, counseling, especially when you're newlyweds, to get some help communicating and learning how to have an effective and positive relationship. It could also mean making sure that you guys are on the same page for everything no secrets like we always talk about no secrets share everything make sure you know everything about each other and that you you feel like you can 100% support and help and be evenly yoked with this person that you're going to be married to so you should know if they have a drug problem you should know if um you know they have a pornography problem or if they have an anger problem or you know anything that could be list that could be listed above and below those things like you should know that about the person you're going to marry and you should be able to tell yourself okay i know that this is this is a potential issue and we already have things lined up to help them and help me and help us have um a good relationship and be able to stay on the right track so one thing you can do when addressing this situation is ask yourself you know, what are the reasons for you trusting this person in the first place? Like, you know, why am I agreeing to marry them? And so, like Brianna says, you should know all this stuff about somebody. And the more that you know about them, I think that just builds that trust. Just builds that trust that, you know, the, the things that they may consider are the worst parts of themselves. Like, you have a chance to understand and still choose to be with them despite those things that make them, you know, feel more humbled. Mm-hmm, exactly. And like, what do, can what can you see in their life 
And what have they shown you in the time you've known them that proves that they're a trustworthy person? One question I love that my mission president always told us to ask ourselves was, what proof do you have that this person makes and keeps their covenants? And that could mean in the form of like the way they've lived their life or how they served their mission if they served one or how they serve in their callings. And it could mean, you know, how they take care of like their family and support them and honor their priesthood. Um, and it could mean many different things. But what you need to look at is how they're living their life and what they've shown to you and as the person they are and what reasons they give you to really trust them and trust that they will you know, stay true to their covenant that they're going to make with you in the temple to be married to you forever. And look at that pattern in their life and see, see if you can find a pattern there of, of them being honest and trustworthy and, you know, having integrity. Yeah, I really like that idea of um, really being able to see how somebody already keeps their commitments. And I think that that helps to contribute to some of those feelings that you have is, you know, how many things can I ask them to do or how many things have they agreed to do already that they have followed through with. And I think that's a really important pattern to notice in people just because it shows how reliable they they can be to you in the future or for you and with you in the future. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that people like to say a lot of times as well that you should be able to see someone in in all four seasons is what they say. And I'm not saying that you have to be, you know, dating them for a year before you get married There's many couples who date for only a few months and they get married and they're perfectly happy. But I think seasons can apply in many different ways. It doesn't necessarily have to be like (laughs) spring, summer, fall, winter, but it can be like seasons of life. Have you seen them through anger? Have you seen them during times of exhaustion or extreme stress? Have you seen them maybe through the loss of like a loved one? Um, And like what what emotions and times in their life have you seen them work through and how do they treat you during those times and how does your relationship fare during those times Um, and where do you fall on the priority list throughout those rough or happy or good or bad times and that will help you also get to know you know is this person going to be a good spouse because ultimately you're looking for a partner in crime when it comes to a spouse. You're looking for someone that's going to be at your side, like we always talk about, evenly yoked through the good and the bad and the pretty and the ugly. <laughs> like they always say, thick and thin. So you want to be able to see proof of that throughout your relationship, however long or short it m- may be, that that is a true fact for your relationship. Along with being there for those times, you know, and that being a critical part of your relationship. I think one reason that's also critical is you, because you can see how that person or who that person chooses to go through those hard times with. You know, so if you're finding yourself in a more committed relationship and you're, um, you know, getting closer to this engagement or this marriage, as you might see, you're probably going to see this person moving a lot more of their struggles and their problems and talking about them with you instead of somebody else, like a friend or, you know, a family member, because they're finding the most faith, love, and trust and respect coming from you. Now, that's not to say that that has to be the case. Like, people can choose who they want to confide in. But obviously, it's a very good thing for someone to feel that they can confide in you almost all of the time. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, you should be their number one confidant. And if there isn't that trust there between you and them or them and you, to be able to share your deeper feelings and concerns and 
happy times and low times, then I don't think you're ready for that commitment of marriage because ultimately you're marrying someone because they're your best friend or at least one of your best friends and someone that you feel you can rely on for everything. Also, something that can help you as well, and it sounds kind of silly, is making a pros and cons list. Um, It sounds super like surface level and basic, but it can help you work through these fears that you have um, and also see, you know, what's longer? Is your pros list longer or your cons list longer? And then once you get down to the cons list, are any of those things that are big issues and things that you think could ultimately really destroy your relationship before it's even begun or is it currently destroying your relationship? Um, and what ones of those are like red flags or things that should be really concerning? If on your cons list, it's like, he likes cheese pizza and I like pepperoni, you know, like something like that might not be like marriage breaking. You guys just do half and half pizza every time you order, right? But if it's something like he wants kids and I don't, now that's something that is relationship breaking. And that's definitely a con. And that's definitely something that you should be discussing and Honestly, for a goal that's that life-changing, I think that would be a deal-breaker. And if neither one of you is willing to compromise, I would say that that isn't the best relationship for something that's that big of a deal. And ultimately, I think that's where we lead back to some, some concerns and fears come from real issues in a relationship that are beginning to sprout up. So really, if you're already seeing real warning signs and real red flags, those are real doubts. Those are real issues. And those red flags can vary. I think that it's also dangerous for you, and depending on the stage of your life, but, you know, a lot of people listening to this podcast are probably, you know, in their 20s, you know, or early 30s even. And it's really dangerous at this point in your life to have a lot of things that you're already thinking of as absolute. I think that you always have to be willing to progress. You always have to be willing to change and embrace new information and and, and adapt and willing to say that right now where I am in my life is not where I will be in 10 years. Like, it's just not possible. With your experiences and the things that happen to you, things change. And so I think it's just dangerous in itself for you to, to, to be with somebody. And, you know, let's say you start to talk about family or locations, let's say, uh, after I graduate, I am moving to Texas. Like I'm moving to Texas and that's the only place I'm ever going to live. And, and that's it. So either you come with me or you don't, <laughs> you know, that, that's such a limiting thing. Like things can change. You can, you know, you can fall in love with the person and you can adapt this plan. It's so much better for you to say something like, I strongly want to live in Texas. That's where I'd really prefer to go. I hope we can work it out so that it can be like that, you know, but are you willing to forfeit your relationship or forfeit something so great that you have with somebody based on the state that you're, you know, absolutely having to live in? Mm-hmm. And I think that ties back to also our unvoiced expectations that we always talk about, like unvoiced expectations always lead to resentment. And so when you are preparing to get married, it's really important that all these expectations and things you want out of your future, that you make them known. That's part of the no secrets rule that we have. So make sure that those are known because you cannot walk into a relationship um, without letting someone know like Texas is do or die. Like we're living in Texas. And then, you know, you get a year into your marriage and you're having a huge explosive fight because, you know, your husband doesn't want to leave his family who lives in Utah. And you're like, I've always wanted to live in Texas. This is happening. So 
things like that, you need to talk about those beforehand. And you need to decide if there is a rock in this relationship and if it's making itself known before marriage, you, you need to decide if that's a big enough issue that it could potentially cause a divorce in the future. And the only way you can know that is if you are willing to be honest with yourself and look at any warning signs or red flags you're seeing. So doubts that I would actually entertain and call doubts would be if you have completely different goals that do not align, like the, the kids thing. Someone like being like, nope, we're not having kids at all whatsoever. Never, never, never. And you really want a family. That's a big goal that's not aligning, right? Um, if you're seeing warning signs of like abuse or um, anything that could be like really toxic, if you're see- already seeing those warning signs early on in your dating relationship or like maybe in your engagement, I would get out immediately because that's just going to fester in a marriage. Um if you already are fighting like a ton, like arguing all the time and you don't agree very often and they're bad fights when you're engaged or dating, marriage is not going to fix that. So either you need to see a premarital counselor or you need to call it quits. That's a, that's a valid doubt. Um, if there's absolutely no trust, if there's been things that have been done like cheating or that kind of stuff and you cannot trust the person at all, then that's a big issue because trust, like marriage is founded in trust and being able to trust the person to protect your heart and to treat you well and all those things and to have that honesty. And if you can't trust them like with your kids or with big life decisions or finances or anything like that, that those are big rocks that are kind of in your way right there. So either something needs to change with like how they treat like your finances or anything like that to make you trust them or that's a deal breaker. Right, Jerry? I'd agree. All right, so kind of moving away from that and thinking it more of on a spiritual end, I think it's important for us to always be looking for spiritual gifts and looking for ways to include God in our lives and in our decisions. And specifically here, we really think that we have to be focusing on that gift of discernment and that utilization of the Spirit. And remember that on big choices like this, if you're waiting or just hoping for God to just give you a yes or no, that is very seldom going to be the the solution that you're going to get. Yeah, God really trusts our judgment to, for, you know, big decisions like this. And so ultimately, you really need to rely on how this person makes you feel. And once you get to the point of engagement, especially, stop brushing things off. Like stop Stop giving them the benefit of the doubt. If every single time you bring up anything about yourself, they brush it off and change the subject to them and never want to talk about you. It's always them, 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 them. And it bothers you. Let it bother you. Things like that, um, brushing them off now, like, could mean a lot of hurt in the future. So if there's something that's really bugging you about your relationship or about the person you're dating that you think could ultimately be like a really big deal breaker, acknowledge it and think about it and talk to them about it and bring it to the table. All of these things are super important. You know, I I remember reading this thing, it was like years ago, where it was a therapist who was talking about how she helped a lot of, you know, couples through divorce. And she was like a marriage counselor. And she was saying something along along the lines of um, she would ask the person she was speaking with if when they were married, they saw the warning signs for what caused their divorce. And she was saying something crazy about like almost all of them said that they knew before they got married what issue 
what that the, that issue existed, the one that caused their divorce before they even got married. And so if there's a big issue that you're seeing already, you know, don't let it pass you by because it's way better to call off an engagement than to call off a marriage. And you're really looking for someone who isn't, you're not looking for someone who's perfect, but you're looking for someone who tries and who loves you and treats you well and strives to have a good relationship with you and strives to keep their covenants and is showing forth effort, good effort every day to have a happy and healthy relationship with you. And there are people out there like that. There are There is someone out there who's going to work hard to have a good and healthy relationship with you. And if the relationship you're in right now is not good nor healthy, then it's not the relationship for you. And anytime you're having any of these 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 fears that are coming into your life and you're getting closer to marriage, say you're already engaged maybe and you're getting closer to your wedding day and these fears start to creep in, you know, pull out that list, add things to that list that you've written down, these pros or cons, and just or and, 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 and just look at the pros. Just look at all the pros that you wrote down and say, is this still true? Is this still true? You know, do I do I love this person? Why do I love this person? How do they how do they make me feel every day? And just really, really don't let those fears, you know, take take away from you. If you have all these really valid, really valid, scary fears, like Brianna's talking about, that you need to work out. I mean, that's one thing. But a lot of times, I promise you, it's 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 smaller fears and a lot of things or uh, doubts in the future, like Brianna said, that things that haven't even existed that we're projecting, <laughs> that's that makes us scared because we know what marriage is, we know what the commitment is, and. It can, it can be scary as that time approaches to commit your life to someone else. So as a long-winded way of answering your question to our lovely, lovely listener who wrote this in, should I have zero doubts when I tie the knot? What would you say, Jerry? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> you, we don't believe that you should have zero fears. Now, if you have major doubts, huge major doubts, I don't think you should tie the knot. <laughs> At least not yet till you work those out. But fears are normal. A little bit of cold feet is normal. And ultimately, if you're having those fears, the best person to talk to would be the person that you're dating. And how they respond to your fears can also be a window into what kind of spouse they will be, won't it, Jerry? That's right. The night before our marriage, Brianna tried to say we're not getting married anymore. (laughs) It's true. She's like, gave me all these lists of fears in which she was scared about. And she's like, I just can't do it. I'm not ready. And I just had to be patient and talk with her and be reassuring of of the future. And here we are. And he just listened. And he wasn't judgmental or rude or angry or telling me that I was crazy or anything like that. He listened and he validated and he talked to me. And if you bring up these fears with the person you're dating and you don't get any of those responses, you get anger or frustration or they're blowing you off those are signs right there of a not so healthy relationship. So, you know, just communication, talking about it and then listening to the spirit and listening to what your, your, yourself is telling you, you know, God has blessed us to have the, the light of Christ in us that helps direct us and where we should go. And he trusts our judgment. And so just really look at the pros and cons, really look at how you're feeling in your relationship and how they're treating you and talk to the person about it. And it's okay to be a little bit afraid. All right, that's going to wrap up this podcast. Thanks so much for everyone who listened. 
we apologize in advance for all the different assortment of background noises you may or may not hear throughout this podcast. You can go do go back and do like one of those like a find it books <laughs> where you can pinpoint all the different sounds that you heard. We recorded in the day this time because my sister moved in with us and she was able to watch the kids and we had a time crunch for the evening. Yeah. And I just thought it was funny myself listening to all the stuff that was happening in the background. And I'm like, this is why. This is why we don't record during the yep. day. The, mi- <laughs> the microphone's too good and everything you're hearing is actually happening like two miles away upstairs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Yep. But we appreciate you listening despite the crazy noises in the background of my our kids taking a bath. <laughs> um, and we love you guys and we hope you have a great day. And we will talk to you next time. If you enjoy Single to Sealed, be sure to invite your friends to help our podcast family grow. If you haven't subscribed, followed, or favorited, be sure you do so you don't miss out on any of our great content. Thank you for joining us today as we help you move one step closer to sealing the deal. We'll We'll see see you you next time. time.